0: G'day and welcome to the Beyond the Message podcast. Hey, it's great to have you here. My name is Lockie. I'm the host of this experience. And really, my job is to help guide those 167 hours beyond Sunday or beyond the message so that you can grow your faith all throughout the week. This week we wrap up the Problem of Jesus series as we talk through part four, which talks about the problem of exclusivity. So Riley and I we sit down and we chat about what does it look like from a Christian perspective to coexist, and we talk about if we have room for other faiths in a Christian worldview. We also talk about what makes Jesus different from other religions. And lastly, we wrap up this conversation by talking about how we can actually access the way, the truth, and the life that Jesus offers us. So I hope you enjoy this episode and make sure you tune into the upcoming bonus episode of Beyond the Message. Well, Riley, we are nearing the date of our recording of the bonus episode. I'm so excited for the bonus episode of the Beyond the Message podcast. Um, I've got a question right here, actually, that I'd just like to start with from the bonus kind of section of the podcast.
1: Oh, yeah. This is a bonus. Is this like a sneak peek of bonus episode? It is. It is. Bonus?
0: Okay. Yeah, right. Uh, it says this, Riley, have you officially transitioned to a new hairdresser? <laughs> or are you still
1: uh, 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 <laughs> uh, um i know we said we'd answer all questions on the beyond the message podcast um i'm going to treat this like an interview and say no comment
0: no comment there you go i feel like that's that's I rehashing a conversation from a long I've time got, ago
1: it would be i haven't talked to my my original hairdresser that i my mum's hairdresser that i've had since i'm being like 15 look I haven't talked to Kylie yet about my sneaky haircuts with a with a new barber so um there you go you're a great great um great tabloid there look I've confessed I've just said no comment and then I've gone on to answer the question um so yes I may or may not possibly be seeing a new barber um (laughs) but it's yeah I feel like it's working well for me we're also heading into winter now and this short haircut Really makes my ears. I have very small ears. My ears are four point five centimeters.
0: I don't have that's any large, references you know, the to of your ears. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but um, my ears are so cold right now with all this rain and just windy nights. I'm yeah. I'm getting a. I'm getting cold head um, from this haircut. But yeah, no. I hope I hope that gives a little sneak peek into the bonus episode of uh, B T M that's coming up soon.
0: Look honestly, I created that uh, the question myself. Uh, that did not come from the bonus podcast section and oh. I feel terrible about it, but the bonus, like I had a quick look today because we are filming the, the uh, episode, I think in three days from today and the mm-hmm. questions are insane. Like there, there is no questions about Riley's hair. They are incredibly uh, depth, well, depthful? Yeah. that's not a word, um, incredibly deep is probably the better word there um, and insightful questions and I'm so excited to tackle those. And I'm glad that I'm not the one that has to answer them. I just get to ask them. Um, and you and Chris get to have a good good go at uh, at answering those. So, yeah, I'm It'll very excited. It will be. Um, Riley, how, how are you going? How's Life at Beyond um, treating you at the moment?
1: Yeah, Beyond Life is is good. Outside of a new haircut, um, we are, yeah, well, I think in wrapping up the the problem of Jesus, I've really been enjoying this uh, series lock and Cheating in. Even the conversations that you and, and Chris sorry, have had, Um, you and Chris have had just across part one and part three as well um, on the potty on the podcast um, have been great. So I think, yeah, this series has been um, a fun one to write and, and, you know, um, really explore, but at the same time, it's been a lot of, I think um, either kind of, yeah, going over learning for me or just reminding me or actually, no, just learning in general. I think I'm going to say um, just more about jesus just over the last month or so in, in jumping into the series of a problem with jesus i'm almost sad that it's ending Lock, but again i'm excited for the bonus bonus podcast app yeah definitely but it's been a good it, month a good month at beyond
0: it has and uh, even for personally like the connect group that i lead the conversations that have come out of, of this series have been phenomenal so it's one of those ones where i feel like you could list you could uh you could go to beyond on a, you know, 10 AM or a 6 PM. You could go home, rewatch the message of beyond home. You could listen to the beyond the message podcast, go to your connect group, talk about the message and still have questions and still have yeah. things to talk about. Cause um, this is such a deep and complex topic, but one that clearly is, is, you know, gathering a lot of traction because yeah, as I said, the conversations have not been dry. Um, they have been flowing that, that have come from this series. So why don't we yeah, jump into wrapping this up from uh from the part four message, which uh, Riley is talking about the problem of exclusivity, and so i'm mm. I'm really excited about about diving into this message um so Riley just in in like ten seconds, could you give us like the definition of exclusivity or inexclusivity just so we can get on the same page as to what we're exactly talking about today
1: yeah well I think it's the problem of exclusivity, when, when we look at it uh, for what it is, just within our modern world, um, for anyone to say that there, you know, that there is one truth, like one absolute truth when it comes to religion um, is, well, it can appear as a pretty offensive thing um, to say. So, um, and I guess this is what we were talking about, um, you yeah, know, beyond at home and, and on Sunday uh, was this challenge of exclusivity is that there is one exclusive way or truth claim to connect with God. right? So to connect with God um, or connect with Nirvana or connect with Allah, depending on what kind of worldview we're talking about. And I guess the real challenge of exclusivity in the case of Christianity is that in the case of Christianity, to experience heaven and salvation is presented as a separate challenge than that of Jesus' divinity. And when we talk about Jesus' divinity, what we're talking about is his claim that he is God and that he is the only way to salvation. Um, So this is what we're saying. This is a bit of a wrestling point. This is the problem of exclusivity uh, because the Christian faith said that, and the Christian worldview says that there is one uh, single kind of truth claim that this is the exclusive truth, uh, that this is the problem of exclusivity. Awesome.
0: So for those who are new to the podcast, we ask four questions of the Four Monday every single week here. And so let's get cracking with our questions this week. And Riley, you mentioned, you know, we've already kind of had a mention of a few different world religions or gods or um, mm-hmm. whatever you want to want to put there. And so, Riley, I'd love to start by asking, from a Christian perspective, um, what does it look like to coexist with other faiths? Like, Do we actually have room for other faiths to exist within our Christian worldview? I'd love to hear your perspective straight away to get started with a nice deep question on that one.
1: <laughs> yeah and, and i think to take that first question like of like uh what was it to coexist can we can we coexist with people who share yeah with like
0: with you? yeah what does it look like yeah. to coexist is it, is it possible even or like is that the aim of christianity are we are we allowing other religions to flourish and do other things outside but also kind of doing our own thing mm-hmm.
1: and i think it's it's great I, th- I think there's this tricky line um here when we think of um maybe even even for you listening right now maybe you're someone who wouldn't call yourself a christian person uh is something maybe you're leaning into but you're also pushed back against because you've had experience with a christian that's just outright told you like this is how you need to live your life based off this ex- uh, exclusive claim of truth that i know about um and i think i just want to stop right there and say like um you know when it when it comes to Christianity, when it comes to being a follower of Jesus and actually following Jesus, the model of who Jesus is, uh, Jesus didn't live his life, you know, with an arm's distance, with like a big pole, just, you know, keeping himself away from everyone of other different religions. Like what we see across the Gospels that really document the life of Jesus is that Jesus crossed uh, so many different cultural barriers and different religious barriers as well uh, to engage people in his message. And point people back to himself, yes, but he did so in a way that actually met, uh, that actually met them where they are at. Um, so when we comes to this idea of actually coexisting with people of different faiths, of different religions, Jesus never said like, okay, go out of your way to make sure you don't do that. In fact, I actually think in my experience of being a follower of Jesus, if we aren't engaging in beautiful cultures all across our world, firstly, we're missing out on something really exciting in our world, but at the same time, uh, we're missing out on an opportunity um, to ask questions about our faiths and, yeah, in the process, like investigate some of the things that might be d- doubts for us or even big questions that we have about. Again, this is the whole reason we're doing this series and even starting up our starting point group at Beyond, where we're talking about these big questions about life and faith. Um, but if we don't explore the actual world that we live in and wrestle with the tensions of different worldviews, I think we miss out on this uh, discipleship journey in the process. Because uh, we can always find ourselves asking, we said this on Sunday, how could God say that all these people of different worldviews are wrong and that they're not going to eternity with him just because they don't believe in religion or because they have a different religion. Um, And again, this is this whole thing of religion seems to give hope, but also causes friction. um, And that often means, uh, you know, people are going to be excluded in the process. And then we have to wrestle with exclusions because Christians don't want to be unloving. We don't want to be excluding. We want to be good and like like everyone else, but at the same time, um, we, we want to be followers of jesus we don't want to be an unloving person and jesus wasn't unloving um it's, it's far from that um so this is kind of the the discomfort of this idea of exclusivity and why even for us as followers of jesus we reject the idea of exclusivity and it's easier to say like okay well your truth is your truth and my truth is mine um and this is what we talked about on sunday again like that's actually an inclusivist lens or inclusivism um where we gave that example lock of like uh will ferrell and his movie great movie where it yeah it is it's a funny but he's he's a silly man will ferrell he does some funny movies i still think (laughs) megamind is up there as one of the best will ferrell movies friends of the show if you think megamind is a great movie please let us know if you don't to do a film <laughs> movie that you think would be better. I dare you. I dare you to try it and tell me what that is uh, by jumping into the comments or, or jumping on Insta. Um, but when it comes to inclusivism, you know, it's, it's this thing like in the movie where Ricky Bobby jumps out of his car after having a car crash and he thinks he's on fire, but he's not. And he's running around in his undies going like, um, save me, like help me Jewish God, help me Allah help me Jesus, help me Tom Cruise, help me Oprah Winfrey. Like he just starts shouting out all these things and he just starts hedging his bets on like any God that is out there. Um, Christianity is exclusive in how it points to the truth. And and Jesus didn't say, don't not coexist with people. What we as followers of Jesus can and should do is defend a person's right to believe what they believe and work with them towards similar goals in the world. And, And for that reason, followers of Jesus should be the standouts of stewarding and advocating for social justice because that's who jesus was and is we should be advocates for human rights and and that's what followers of jesus should be because again that's who jesus was and is he loves all people everybody matters to god whether god matters to them or not so in answering your question uh lock like that next question do we have room for other faiths who exist in our christian worldview um well we got one exclusive claim of truth Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Like, no one comes to the Father except through me. So that's that's a very narrow lens uh, for us there. Um, but does that mean that we can't live alongside of people of other different religions and other faiths? Like, not the case. Like, we've been invited to actually do life alongside of people. And, yeah, in the process, point people back to this awesome message that we call the good news and the gospel of what Jesus has done and what we've experienced of the work of Jesus within our own life, who we use. And what he's done in his life and death uh, and yep.
0: resurrection yeah i think that's brilliant um of course we have to coexist like that's just we, we can't not do that that's uh it feels so contradictory mm-hmm. to the call into the person of, of who god is and who jesus 100% uh, that's was a really in simple
1: way of putting it yeah
0: yeah and um and yeah like that, that just we have to we have to be loving of all people of all backgrounds whether that's religion or uh you know, sexual orientation, all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, we have to be loving. Um, we have to coexist, and that's that's cool. But I want to continue to draw this further, Riley, and say that. Well, what makes like we can, we can coexist. We, we agreed on that. But what makes Jesus better or more true, or um, you know, more appealing to follow? All that kind of stuff. Like, what what makes Jesus? I don't even know the word to kind of put there, but what is, what is Jesus that, that these other religions are not? Um, and so then why do we, you know, even though we can coexist, but why do we then go, no, but we actually truly believe in what we want, we, we, what we
1: are hearing God say. like Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think again, like, I, I think this is, uh, we talked about this question in part two, that for those of us who are followers of Jesus, and I, I don't know, even in this question of how you're asking and how you framed it, like, is like, almost like it, the underlying question that we have to ask ourselves in order to answer this when we are sitting alongside, similar to Tim Keller, right, when he was sitting with a Jewish rabbi and a Muslim Amman in this lecture hall filled with people um, and talking about three different faiths, like, oh, you would have feel like it would have been so heated, and yet they all agreed that they all have this exclusive Claim of of the truth of the truth. Um, so when it comes to a Christian worldview, um, and Tim Keller does it really good. If you've ever read any of his work, he actually brings himself into it a lot too, and reflects on his own experience of actually embracing a life for Jesus. Um, and I think when I, um, yeah, when I when I think about you know in my life, uh, the times where I've you know just had an overwhelming day, uh, the times where something pops up and you're like, okay, I don't feel in control of that anymore. That is either in the too hard basket and I'm just going to leave it out there and not deal with it. Or like, I, I actually need to deal with that. Like, you know, those things in your life that just sends you into a frenzy or makes your brain just feel frantic. Or at the same time, some of us experience just like drama in our friendships or family life and our relationships. Um, I think there's these times when we get caught in the middle of like every day overwhelm, um, But then also these times where we get caught in trying to figure out the future and like what things are going to look like there. And I think this incredible thing about the message of Jesus is that Jesus is saying, like, you can trust me as the solution to your mess. Like you can trust me to the solution of the mess uh, in your life. Um, And for me, like if I'm weighing up other worldviews, the more I've come to understand about Jesus and ask this question of who is Jesus, the more I've come to see um, that the Christian faith is, is a stable standing ground for myself. And I say that, right. As someone who's actually grown up in a church, had a family church, um, when I was younger and then someone who's now like, you know, working in the church, like that's a really easy thing for me to say, but I definitely say, even in the moments where my childhood faith that, uh, you know, these things I knew about a God who loves me and, you know, believe in the Bible because the Bible, uh, believe in God because the Bible tells you so. Um, Like, you know, those kind of statements, those truths, when I came into high school, started to like shift around a little bit because all of a sudden there was like new things to wrestle with and like new problems and circumstances that would pop up in my life, like pivotal circumstances. And I'm like, okay, well, how does the things that I've learned when I was in primary school add up to what I'm dealing with now in high school? So you start to experience like these questions, these problems of Jesus, start having like these doubts. But I think in working through those questions by having community around me, by investigating alongside of community, which again, I think is such a valuable thing about the Christian faith is that Jesus doesn't just call us to have a relationship with him, but also calls us to have relationships with people in yeah. community that we will design for community, um, which I think is so powerful. It was then that I began to investigate more and more about who God is. He was shown to me through people, but it was also shown to me through my own research in the history of Jesus, the historical Jesus that we learned about just in part one. More to me, uh, I was able to understand more about him through the cost of actually living a life for him um, by following him. And even in part three, like asking questions about miracles, like there's these things that even in, in historical evidence and scientific evidence, as I began to wrestle more and more, I just saw that the evidence for a creator of the universe and for a guy named Jesus to be in history, I just so much pointed to the fact that, yeah, like it's, it's so valid. Like it's almost, it's hard for me to say that there couldn't be a God creator of the universe. And anyway, in all that mumble jumble that I just went through there, like, like (laughs) I think what I'm really getting to is like um, for me personally, the Christian faith is a, is a stable standing ground. Ultimately it points to a life where I can have peace, even in the midst of like absolute mayhem, um Mm. a life where i know that i have a creator of the universe um, who has a life intended for me um that yep i have free will and choice but he actually has my best interests um at heart um and yeah I, i think that's my experience of christianity and the fact that it's it's not based off works um and i think again when you weigh up other worldview like religions like you know jesus we said it Again on Sunday, it's Christianity is not an exclusive uh, faith. Jesus is so is universally inclusive um, in who he is and because of what he did, uh, because of what he did in his uh, life and in his death. Um, and I just think that's a really remarkable standout in in all the other worldviews. Whilst also answering this question of like, who am I? Yeah, Why am I here? What is my purpose? what happens when I die like Christianity has a response to all four of those questions as do other worldviews um yeah it's 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 Christianity's response to that that's most enticing for me at least
0: yeah we looked at a text on the weekend Riley um you know where Jesus says I'm the way the truth and the life you'll probably be able to to tidy the end up there for me I I don't have it in front of me but you are uh, you've been looking at all week can you just uh give us that scripture for
1: us yeah from John 14 verse 6 yeah, that's yeah, the so one. So after, after that, yeah, because um, this is Jesus. Like, Thomas is just, they're sitting, this is Last Supper. Um, so the night before Jesus is going to the cross, he's sitting there with all his disciples. And Thomas, doubting Thomas, turns to Jesus and he's like, well, we don't know where you're going. Like, we have no idea where you're going. And he's asking that or he's saying that because Jesus just told them, like, guys, where I'm going, um, you won't be able to come, but you'll follow me later. Thomas is like, righto, what does that mean? Like, we have no idea where you're going. So how can we know the way? And Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth and the life. No one can come to the father uh, except through me. Um, So Jesus is really clear, like rather than just giving a really good teaching point or a little bit of application in the right direction, he's saying that he is the direction. He is the direction.
0: Yeah. And I guess tying in your answer to the last question about your experience and personally, actually having a relationship with God, I want to ask, like, how can I actually access that way the truth and the life that Jesus is saying? He's saying, "No one comes to the Father except through me." But how do I, how do I access that? How do I step into that? If that's the direction that um, maybe I'm sitting at home and, and listening to this podcast, maybe I'm driving or whatnot. But um, and I'm, you know, maybe you're thinking, "Going, hang on, okay, this thing might be for me." Or how can I kind of access the next level of this? What would you say to to that? Like the way the truth and life. How how do we step into that?
1: yeah uh, great question and again i think this is where like christian worldview, like because it's not a matter of like you don't need to go to like you know when you go to like gym membership for those of you who've ever got a gym membership and you have to get your access card that you can swipe in order to actually get Right? Like, i got no go,
0: idea i've never been to the gym that's no no, okay
1: that's all right i i only know this because i've lost so many access cards <laughs> um, in my life that's why I know about how many times I've been to the gym. Probably not as many times as I've actually used my access card, but I'm um, wonderful. Recently I've got a new access card now, but if you think of like getting an access card for, for gym membership, like this isn't God saying like, yep, you need membership. And this is, this is how you'll pay for it. Like this, these are the things you need to do in order to work there to get to it. Like here's the ladder climb it, And then once you get there, I'll see you there. Um, he's not saying like, just say like, I believe in Jesus and then your life will be changed. And he's not saying like live a good life of moral improvement, and then that's the end result. And then from that destination onwards, like eternity will be there for you. Like it's not a key access gym membership card to to get you saved or, or get you into heaven. Like and Jesus is really clear in saying like in in who I am and what I've done for you. Like I'm the that is the only accurate way to measure yourself. Which in the world we live in, where we get so caught up on like what success is, am I living the life that was created for me and in a world that like so struggles with like image and like this is how I want people to describe me, this is the adjectives I want them to think about, like Jesus is more concerned about who we are becoming Um, but his first priority is like relationship and um, this is like the the reckless love of God, right, because uh, when it comes to this question, how can I access the way, the truth and life that Jesus offers? He says, it's all accessible through me, um, but it's a matter of placing your trust in me, placing your faith in me. And faith looks different uh, for all of us. We all have our faith in something when it comes to these big questions about life, around origin, meaning, purpose, um, when it comes to destiny. like If we haven't thought about those, like I'd encourage you to think about them um, but if you have thought about them, like there's some aspect of a faith journey going on there. You're placing your faith in something when it comes to those four questions, or else you just kind of leaving them out there and ignoring them. Um, you know, Jesus is saying here that, like, oh, it's, this is something we can access. His grace is read, readily available to us. Um, and the cost of it, we looked at it in part two, is like, well, follow me, like, follow me, follow me out of this, follow me out of the circumstances you're in right now. You don't need to be your own DIY job on your own problems and mess. Like I'm the solution. Um, so whilst we can say the words, I believe in Jesus, it doesn't mean our lives are going to radically change. Cause it's a matter of a heart change. Um, and that heart change actually comes in saying like, God, like I want to follow you. I'm pointing my life in the direction of you. I believe you are the way, the truth and the life. Um, I know my life hasn't been perfect. Again, this is God's grace. It's not extended to people who are trying to outperform other people. Um, but God, I want to be renewed by, you. like, I want to live a life intended for you. Um, and it's the cost. It's the cost of following Jesus. We talked about it. Deny your cross um, daily. Like, get ready to, to take up your cross. Deny yourself, sorry. Take up your cross mm. and follow me. Like, he's, he's really clear. So if that's something you're interested in, I encourage you to engage in a conversation with jesus this week just in prayer prayer with your eyes open just talking to him journal if that is something that's easier for you um but also continue to write down your questions but and explore those questions and doubts or just what you're experiencing in community have people pray for you as well uh, because this is the power of the christian faith uh, is that it's centered uh, in community that that when it comes to this question of who am i like you're a person who's actually being created for community so get yourself into community um, because that's the way jesus wanted you to live your life Mm. with him alongside of others
0: that's brilliant riley i think that's a great place to wrap up i know we had a few more questions but i think um i think that's just an awesome line to kind of finish on there uh unless you had anything else to just just to tie that off with i think that's um a great spot to to wrap up this series i mean minus the bonus episode but but really part four of this series to to wrap it up
1: yeah, hundred percent. And I think like final encouragement is coming out of this series too. Again, and I know I, we were talking about it, isn't even as like a fourth question of the Four Monday today. Look, like it's this question of like who is Jesus? Like who is Jesus and what salvation does he offer? Like we have to reflect. Like we can reflect on this question of who is Jesus to me. Um, and if you haven't thought about that yet, um, again, I feel like there's Four Mondays applications next steps coming out of everywhere today. But I think that's a really uh, great kind of first step for you I've got a really important question uh, to be asking as you wrestle with this question of the problem of Jesus, who is Jesus to me because um, yeah, eternity is on the line um, and you can ask this question in like a year's time, 5 years, 20 years, 50 years down the track, the life he has created for you, he wants for you to embrace today um, so yeah, what does that look like for you stepping into it, uh, I think the question
0: too good Thank you so much, Riley. Always appreciate uh, hearing you speak and even, you know, getting you to unpack all the things you learned this week when you put this message together. So I appreciate it a lot. And uh, we'll see you on, well, a couple of days to film these bonus episodes, which, which I really can't wait for.